Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I am coming to you live from my garage where I'm walking on the treadmill because I'm in the last two weeks of a cut and getting ready to compete at Worlds in Jiu-Jitsu. So I need to be on the move pretty frequently right now. And talking about this competition, a lot of the questions that have come up in regard to doing a cut and honestly changing a lot of the way I train and a lot of components of my health over the last year, not just in relation to deciding to compete in jujitsu, but just something that um, a year ago, I wasn't very happy with how I looked. I had done a lot of other inside work um, mentally, emotionally to improve my health. But the focus of this last year and really the last six months in particular has been on the physical side. So I want to share some of the questions that have been asked because um, as much as I'd love to share all of that on social media, I don't have a lot of uh, like creative capacity right now to share. And I, it's been overwhelming to be training as much as I am right now and also sharing as much as I would like to on social media about this process. But I figured I could walk and talk and answer a lot of the questions I've received about, yes, a lot of the physical and aesthetic changes um, and shifts in my eating and training in a way that is actually healthy. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, um, I'd really encourage you to start there. It just provides a lot of context um, about this subject. Okay. So the first question that we got was, how did you get past the hunger when in a cutting phase, assuming that I'm cutting for the competition? Yes, I am. And what I want to say here is for the most part, you should not be that hungry during the cut phase if you've given yourself a really long runway into really understanding what your maintenance is and to making small, tiny cuts over time working towards a specific date or goal or weight or whatever it might be. I'm going to be very honest. Like I am not hungry. The only times I feel hungry are when I'm say like, for example, on a Sunday, like it is right now, um, I'm not in my typical training routine. My family is going out to dinner or they want to go to dinner. They want to order pizza. Like, heck yeah, I want some freaking pizza, but I know that like, this is a temporary time for me to say no. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have pizza with my family. It's fine. Um, but I don't feel hungry. I'm still eating. Um, God, I think definitely over 1800 calories a day. And, um, it's not, it, I don't feel depleted and that's with training a shit ton right now, doing two to three a days, um, 
between jujitsu or trying to get in like running. Okay. Next question. What's the top two things you had to change to get to this point? I would say the number one thing I had to change was getting comfortable weighing myself again and getting into macros. For me, there was a learning curve there of like math and measuring and being cognizant. So it wasn't like hard. I'm obviously familiar enough working in this industry, having a really like healthy foundation leading into this. Um, But I think it was just paying more attention to the data. That was the number one thing. And doing that over time helped a lot with the mental side of just, again, just getting more familiar and not attaching an emotion to an emotion to the number on the scale or an emotion to the food. It just, it really became a neutral, just like a neutral experience. Whereas before um, in previous seasons of my life, it was very um, paleo or do this or do that. And like very restrictive and I have not felt restricted during this time. So it was nice to almost like prove myself wrong that actually like this doesn't have to be toxic or you don't have to have like an extreme approach to making changes and seeing changes and it's not promoting diet culture or whatever. Like, I don't know, there's just so many different narratives out there. And I feel like that was a way for me to really get um, dialed in on what my body needed, both for competition, but also just in general. I don't know if that was two things. It was kind of like a hybrid of two. And then I would say the last month or so, I had to just like really shift my training into being a lot more focused on jujitsu versus the versatility I really like to have. So normally I would be lifting, doing jujitsu, hiking and running. Right now I'm just doing a lot of jujitsu and running because my body like needs that for this cut. Do I follow any programming or do I just do my own? Um, I, up until like, again, these last like probably three weeks, I was lifting at least three times a week, four times a week. And I do my own programming. It's similar to what I sell, which is a practice brave fitness program where I do a, I program always a compound lift. I have it uh, complemented with some of the accessory movements that go with the compound lift and space that out just kind of depending what my focus is. Usually I have like a squat day, a deadlift day and an overhead day, and then um, sort of a, a hybrid strength conditioning day where I do like a lot of different sled work. So I'm very much, I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to my training because I want to decide what makes sense for me on that given day with my energy levels and with um, whatever it is I'm training for. So for me, it helps to have that freedom and flexibility of being in charge of my own training program. But that obviously I have a significant bias because that is quite literally my job. Um, so it is modeled or I model this uh, practice race fitness program after my own training methodology. Okay. Next question. How do you reduce your weight healthfully? I already work out a lot, but I have four kilograms extra to lose. So I think a big misconception is that exercising a lot is going to help you lose weight. And that's just not the truth. Exercise is great for your cardiovascular health, for um, building muscle, and for just being like a well-rounded, healthy human. But when it comes to weight loss, there's the focus needs to be on nutrition. 
And there's a lot of different ways to improve your relationship with nutrition. Um, For me, I would say that the most effective strategy has been having this awareness of not just like a certain number of macros to hit, but for me, it was the ratio of macros. Um, Being able to really dial in how many grams of protein I needed, how many grams of fat I needed and carbs, and then slowly reducing that over time after being in a maintenance period of just like honestly trying to collect information and then compare that to what my training output was and knowing that there's, I needed to go into a cut. I had a certain amount of pounds to lose, or if you have a goal weight or whatever it might be, um, which should, it's all very relative, right? Um, you don't just want to pick like, oh, I want to be 135 pounds because that's what I was in high school. Like, that's not how that should work. So when, I don't know, I just, when you say you or anybody says like, I have four kilograms to lose, well, like, why is it four kilograms? You know, and again, unless maybe for me, like I'm training for this competition, I do have to be at a very specific weight. But for most people who are not doing a weight class sport, I think it's just finding a healthier homeostasis for your body. And that can be done over a small gradual cut over time after you're really getting a good idea of what your daily output is mixed in with what you're actually intaking. A lot of us don't eat very much during the week and then we eat like crazy on the weekends. And it's really easy to have this bingy um, relationship, even if that's not intentional. So again, for me, knowing the ratio, and then I think just being a lot more consistent with consuming the same amount of food every day, even if that food looked different when I was not in as intensive a cut phase, um, that was really helpful for my body too, just like regulating that a lot. So healthfully, however, do it healthfully is give yourself a long runway and give yourself an accurate um, point of reference for what's actually realistic and what you are, what you're lifestyle actually is right now. What was my why for this process? Um, Well, I think I mentioned this in a Instagram post, but this has been a two year process for me. We moved from Southern California to Idaho almost two years ago. We're at like between the year and a half, two year mark right now. Um, I moved here and I knew that this was going to be a significant transformation. You know, I wasn't in the best place in a lot of ways, mentally, physically, emotionally, and I wasn't really happy with how I was showing up. And I knew that Idaho was going to be a really great opportunity to reset and to just focus on the things that actually mattered, which was my family and rebuilding a whole new life out here. Um, And so that first six months to maybe a year was just spent like exploring and trying to like find happiness and acclimate and um, only focus on those things, create community. So it was eating out a lot. It was just trying, I don't know, it's so hard to explain, but it was just like letting go of anything that wasn't like top priority of like staying focused on my work, staying focused on my marriage, staying focused on my kids, staying focused on, um, on just like my mental health and anything else. I just like, yes, I was working out. Of course, I've always lived a really healthy lifestyle. Um, but there was just, there have been different seasons and for different reasons during different seasons where, um, 
I haven't been as healthy or I have gained weight. And that isn't necessarily a problem. It just became, it got to a point last, last summer. So that was in 2022. And I was like, God, I just don't really like how I look. I don't really like how I feel. And I know that I'm like heavier than I would like to be and heavier than I've been in a long time. So I knew that was when I wanted to start making some changes. And then um, in September of last year, my whole family, my husband and my two little boys signed up for a jujitsu tournament. And I was like, oh shit, I should sign up for this tournament too. It'd be a good family experience. And I knew that if I was going to do that, I had to figure out A, how much I weighed and B, I'd probably have to do some kind of cut in order to be in a weight class um, or like to just to make sure that I was um, able to be in that particular weight class. So that was like the initial thing was like, I had this year of like healing of growth of acclimating. And it seemed like then there was this opportunity to do something totally different. I never thought I would compete in jujitsu ever. When I first signed up for jujitsu and I was like, I don't care if I'm white belt forever. Like I literally don't care. I'm excited to not be good at something. I'm excited to not have expectations attached to a sport or movement. Um, I just didn't care about any of that stuff. And then suddenly that shifted. It was like, well, like why not? My whole family's doing it. Why wouldn't I do it? Because I'm just afraid of my own bullshit of like weighing myself and having that be a story. Like I don't want that to control me or my life or my choices. So that was, that was like a catalyst moment. I would say for really trying to dial in the physical part of this. I had done so much mental work so much emotional work, just a lot of hyper-focus on my family and things that really needed to matter during that transition year. Um, and I knew that I, it felt ready, felt ready to just like own a lot of my bullshit and take a healthier approach to this. And as time has gone on, as this year has progressed, um, back in March or April, worlds got planted in my head and I'm at the end of my blue belt season right now. Um, what that means is like you get four stripes before you move on to the next belt. And I knew that this would be a really great way to culminate the two years of work that I've put in. When we moved here, I used jujitsu as a way to create a lot of discipline in my schedule and in my life. And um, I used it as a way to create community. So it's been a significant part of my growth and what I've put into just acclimating to a new state, this new season of life. Um, it just felt like a good way to honor that. And that's why I'm chose to do worlds and then to compete at worlds. I knew I needed to be at my healthiest level. So I'm going to be fighting other women that are my age, weight, rank, et cetera. And I just wanted to be in the best shape possible. I was kind of between weight classes and you have to weigh in with the geese. So I knew like for me, it would be, if I wanted to like really be at my healthiest, it made sense to go down this weight class. Um, Cause I knew that I could. So that is kind of the all encompassing why for this process. Cause there's a few processes within the process. Okay. Next question. How do you know when it's time to give yourself grace and when more discipline is required? I think this actually comes um, at a good time after that last uh, last question is answered. Um, 
I think there are certain seasons where you absolutely have to give yourself grace. Ones that I can name off the top of my head, pregnancy, early postpartum, aspects of like early motherhood, um, sickness, injuries, surgeries, life event. Like for me, that was like moving. That was really trying to focus on my marriage, really trying to focus on my mental health. I've had seasons where my mental health has meant I've lost a lot of weight and seasons where my mental health has meant I've gained weight. And it was never like, well, I shouldn't say never. There's been more extreme times, um, but there was always like this, she's, these fluctuations. And I think that that is normal. It is okay. And we can give ourselves a lot of grace there. And then once we realize that, you know what, I'm kind of like, I'm coming out of the darkness or I'm kind of coming out of the chaos of that particular season. Um, maybe there's just a lot of different things, right. That can really influence our routine and how much we're able to give. I think that no matter what, through all seasons, we can focus on a couple healthy habits. Like we can work out a couple times a week. We can try to consume healthy food throughout the day, or at least once a day, like there's small choices we can make that truly add up even during hard seasons. And we know you have to have a lot of adaptable discipline, no matter what season you're in, whether it's a hard season or, you know, like maybe a season where you have a little bit more freedom. That's where I'm at currently. You will know, and you should know when you get sick of your own bullshit, (laughs) that's time to incorporate a lot more discipline. When you feel like you're drowning, it's time to give yourself a little bit more grace. And that's all part of this lifetime of athleticism. They talk about this all the time because if you don't learn to ride those waves, like this is nothing about a lifetime of athleticism is this beautiful linear process. We are going to have so many setbacks and pauses and things that just come up and happen, whether it's our self, family, um, just so many different variables, right. That can come up and just really interrupt what we would like to do our reality versus our ideal. And we have to learn how to sit in our current reality. And then as you can, as it changes, because again, nothing is, um, nothing ever stays exactly the same. You have to learn to make some of those adaptations and maybe you move into more grace. Maybe you move into a lot more discipline and you can find a hybrid approach to that in most seasons. Okay, next question. Let's see. Um, How do I define healthy? For me, I define healthy leading with um, kind of going back to that why. I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to perform good. And I want to be at my best. Now, that is all relative to the season of life that you're in. Um, but for me, that means I just, I want to fit into my clothes. I want to perform at a really high level. I want to have the healthiest and longest quality of life as possible. And that means having a lot of awareness around my body and what I ask of it. I want versatile training. I want healthy food. I want freedom of lifestyle, but also like freedom to understand my body and know what to expect, freedom to be able to dial in my nutrition, freedom to be able to, you know, enjoy and not live such a rigid lifestyle to know that some things can be like, again, this cut, this is temporary. This is not how I'm going to keep living forever with, you know, in 
um, being super restrictive, but just knowing that I will feel and perform and think my best when I feel good about my body. And I knew like, again, last summer I was healthy and I was becoming happier again for the first time in a while where it felt like less of survival mode. And that's when I knew it was time to move into more of a, a season of dialing it in more. You know, I had gave myself a lot of grace and then I was kind of tired of my bullshit because it was a little, a little bit too much grace. Um, and that's when I knew. So again, for healthy, I guess for me, it just means I want to like how I look. I want to feel good in my body and I want to perform really well. And I want to make sure that my digestion is really dialed in. I want to make sure that um, any injuries are really well managed right now with this high volume of training, there's been more little injuries creep up. I've been really fortunate though, to be in my, I'm 37. Like I don't have any significant injuries and I'm really grateful for that or any pain or anything like that, except for like right now, <laughs> overall, um, I feel pretty good and I want to keep it that way. And I say, this is my healthiest because I have, this is a second question. Why do you say this is your healthiest? Um, this is my healthiest because this is the first time in my whole life that I confidently know how much I weigh. I feel good about my body and it's not bothering me. And that tracking macros isn't like, doesn't feel obsessive. It just feels like, okay, cool. Like I had uh, 85 grams of avocado today and I'm going to have, you know, I need to have some more fat later tonight. So I'll probably have some peanut butter on this or whatever. And it's just like, it's data, it's information. It's not like, oh, I have to stop eating this or I need to start eating more of that and it becoming a game. It doesn't necessarily have to be a game. Um, it just is how can I optimize how I feel? How can I optimize how I perform? And um, like, what can I do to like kind of play with my food to make sure that I'm seeing the scale move in the way that it needs to move for me? And I am um, feeling really good in my performance and in my body and how it functions. Okay, how have I decided what to keep doing and what to change? Again, I've always exercised. I've always ate really well. I pretty much, um, what I discovered was I wasn't eating a lot or like I wouldn't eat a lot and then I would like eat a, or I was like eating kind of under eating and then eating like without giving any fucks, like on the weekend, you know, just like mindless snacking or whatever, having my mom's cookies, all of which are fine. But I knew that if I needed to make some changes, it was going to just becoming a lot more aware, aware of how much I weighed, aware of how much I was eating and making sure that it, um, it just didn't be turned into an obsessive thing for me. As far as what I've kept doing, I've kept doing a lot of the same things. I do jujitsu, I lift, I'm with my family. I'm really like making a lot of good moves behind the scenes with business. Like that's all good. I've just had to sort of, I don't know. Um, I've just had to like tighten the reins a little bit on a lot of awareness around my nutrition. That's been the biggest thing that I've changed and not even in a a crazy way where I'm eating dramatically less, probably honestly, most days eating more than I was before. Um, and I, and I feel that's why this cut isn't awful. Cause it's, 
I'm, it's really well balanced. Okay, how to mentally do a cut without feeling bad about my body and giving up because I'm feeding family. So a cut should be pretty temporary and, um, or it should be very, very gradual over time. Right now, and there's a couple other questions about like feeding my kids and and stuff like that. Um, so I will have to say that like right now I'm getting my dinners prepped, but, and that works well for my lifestyle, um, especially because I really, really need to know like for certain what my macros are versus kind of a guesstimate. Like most of the time for most people, a general idea will take you a really long way. You don't have to be like super specific. Um, and I wasn't like initially when I was like kind of easing into the macro tracking process, it was just like basic awareness. It wasn't exact numbers or measuring or anything like that. It was just like getting familiarity around the food, but I haven't felt, I don't know. Like I haven't felt bad about this because I have a reason, but you can change your body without feeling bad about it. If you're not happy and you want to look different, you have the power to do that. And I think that we really complicate the kid aspect of this. Like, yes, I'm getting my food prepped right now, but my kids don't necessarily have to eat dramatically different than me. I still have a protein, a carb and a veggie at dinner and a lot. And I just happen to know like my ratios on that. Um, when I am, when I don't get my food prepped and, um, my kids can have similar food. And most of the time, like our family also isn't like really neurotic with um, like we just, God, I don't know, like we just don't make dinner like every single night or it's like kind of winging it kind of dinner, you know, where they have sports late and some nights we come home and it's like, we just like freaking heat up meatballs and they have a veggie tray and whatever else we have. Like, it's not always these really formal dinners where we have a lot of leftovers. Um, we have like a protein that we cook early in the week. Maybe it's tri-tip or chicken or whatever. Like it, it doesn't have to be super complicated. And I understand like we're all on different seasons of life. I have a 10 and six year old. Um, and so we are on the go. We eat late at night these days. Um, it just seems like that's how sports have suddenly become for us. But I don't feel bad about this because it's just taking care of myself. And I'm also taking care of the kids. And that doesn't have to be done with the same food or in the same manner. Okay, what are my biggest priorities? Like for my personal, not for my business, kids and mom life, but for me. So what are my biggest priorities that do not include business, kids and mom life? Okay, well, those of course are my biggest priorities. Was <laughs> um, taking care of my kids and nurturing my marriage and um, nurturing and scaling my business. Those are all significant focuses for me. Um, but outside of those things, my biggest priority is finding happiness and creating that for myself, being able to help others create that and creating health for myself, helping others create that. Um, using my body and my training and the opportunities that I have in a lot of different ways uh, kind of like as a guinea pig, like I learn the most, this is, this is with everything in my life. I learn the most by doing it. 
sometimes it's learning the hard way. Sometimes it's learning, um, you know, like I just, I love the self-experimentation process of, of growth, of changing, of education. Like nothing teaches you harder and faster than walking through it yourself. And um, I knew that going through and starting to compete, competing at a really high level, um, doing a cut, doing all these things. Like I knew that would be an incredible learning experience for me uh, at a personal level, psychological level, and even um, from a business perspective. I think when you choose to really up level how you show up, what you do, how you do it, um, it transforms into a lot of other ways. So that's been my biggest priority is really investing in this process and doing something different, being vulnerable within it. I freaking hate it. I hate being vulnerable. Um, but pursuing something that like I never thought was on the table, you know, I never thought that I would ever be competing in a freaking combat sport. It's insane to me. So um, it just shows like never say never. And you're not washed up. It's not over. It doesn't have to be over. And you, there's so much to discover about yourself. Okay. Am I going to say this weight? You're cutting, right? Yes. I'm going to cut. Um, but I've been in this very gradual cut over time, like at least I'd say like the last six months, just tiny, tiny, um, like decreases over time. And then more specifically since um, May and I'm in, I'm in August right now. So I probably will stay around this weight just because I'll know that Christy from fit LV nutrition, like she's going to help me like reverse diet up a little bit so that, um, I can stay around this weight if I choose to keep competing, which I probably will. Um, I'd like to just live at this weight so that I'm not having to do a cut in preparation for any kind of competition. I, yeah, I'll probably stay around this weight within, you know, five-ish pounds. Um, and it doesn't, again, I don't feel depleted. This doesn't feel bad. This doesn't feel toxic. And there is a way to increase my calories um, over time while keeping my weight and body fat around at this particular point. So that will be another fun experiment to do. Okay, my diet and what that looks like with two kids. Again, um, I think it's just, it's okay to, we, I don't know. It's just okay to prioritize yourself. I don't know how else to say that. Like, it's okay to eat the way that you need to eat to match your particular goals. And your kids can eat similar to you or they can eat a little bit different. Like we keep our food super freaking simple. I don't even like cooking um, at all. I hate it. So like, that's just not a huge part of our family. I understand it's a, a big part for other people's families, but we keep it really, really simple. Protein, veggie, some kind of carb. Like it, it just, it doesn't have to be complicated. And you know what? Some nights it is just freaking chicken nuggets and get to bed. So like, and you can judge me It's maybe it's relatable. Maybe it's not relatable. I don't really care. Um, that's just the reality of our life and my kids and their wonky appetites. So we just, we figure it out as we go. We do a lot of fish in this house that seems to go over pretty well. Um, and again, that keeps it pretty simple. I make sure they at least try to get some kind of protein at night. Um, and again, I get my food prepped, but even if I'm not prepping, that's usually still protein, carb and veggie. And now that I know my macros for that, it's pretty easy to manipulate to fit into if I were, um, if the whole family is eating. Okay, next question. Macros and staying on track with a busy life. Heck yeah, it's freaking busy over here. 
Um, what I have done is, fortunately for me, and I know this is not everybody, I am very much a creature habit. Like I've been eating the same breakfast for years, like years and years. I am very boring. Um, I like my breakfast. I don't feel bored of it. I enjoy it. Um, so I eat the same breakfast every single day. And honestly, my snack, that's also the same. I don't get bored of it. And I have like a, you know, yogurt or whatever, and some granola and berries. And then um, lunch also fairly consistent, maybe mix it up with one or two other meals or like lunch meals. The only thing that really varies for me most days are um, dinner and maybe like another snack, again, kind of depending on how many macros I have left and whatnot. But that's why um, getting my meals prepped ahead of time has been freaking game changing for me because before, like, so say we weren't getting home from practice until eight 30 at night. Like it was so easy some nights to just like hardly eat anything or just like have a protein shake or just like, I don't know, just like hardly eat basically <laughs> like just kind of over and not wanting to cook. Um, and now it kind of takes the excuse away of, um, you know, not wanting to make a full, full meal. So I like having my food prepped for dinner, not just because of this cut, but because it has helped this season of life we're in where we have sports late most days of the week and not just my kids sports, like our sports too, our jujitsu at night goes late. So it's like, we are just a very sporty, active family. And suddenly we went from 7 PM bedtime to like, we're still at practice at 7 PM, you know? So it's just, I don't know, that just happened so freaking fast. So for me, having food prepped has been game changing for my health and dinner. Cause I realized in hindsight that that was where I was probably struggling the most, um, with my food because I didn't like to cook. And because it was really overwhelming to try to do that late at night, because again, the season seemed to just suddenly appear. Like it went from early bedtimes to now we're out late. So this is all, it all kind of happened at a good time for introducing like a, some kind of like meal prep, food prep situation. Okay. Do I still lift heavy when cutting? Um, like I haven't really been lifting heavy, honestly, since we are in August right now. I probably stopped lifting heavy in May, June-ish. Um, moderate, I would say. I, challenging enough, but mostly just to like, move, lift, challenge my joints, challenge my muscles. I'm not, I wasn't on like a, a specific training program and working off percentages or anything like that. I was kind of working off of how I felt and I feel like pretty, I have a really good understanding of my body and, and my training volume intensity loads and all that stuff. So I was able to mani manipulate that pretty easily. Um, but this last month or so, like the month leading into the competition, um, my jujitsu volume has needed to go up a lot. My intensity there has gone up and I just like, I don't literally don't have time to lift or the time that I would dedicate to lifting. I'm actually either trying to get in some running, some walking or an extra jujitsu like drilling session. So that's been a major shift for me is not lifting this month, but again, very temporary. I will get back to lifting. I think lifting is critical for any kind of jujitsu athlete, especially um, everybody in general, I think should have some kind of lifting routine in their life. For me, it's just on pause with the cut and with a very specific competition coming up. Um, if I was just doing a cut, yes, I would still be lifting. Would it be super heavy? I think it would just really depend on the situation, but 
again, the only reason I'm not lifting is because my jujitsu volume is so freaking high right now. And I still want to be like with my family and not just like jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu or whatever. And like, and lifting and running, like, I don't want it to be like that. So I cut lifting this last month. Okay. Mindset on harder days. I'm going to be honest, like I'm really enjoying this process. Like I, I think the hard days have come from my own frustrations with myself in jujitsu. It has not come from the scale. It hasn't come from the diet. It hasn't come from FOMO. It has maybe a little bit FOMO, but like, honestly, not that much. Cause I really like, I'm a disciplined human. When I decide I want to do something, I'm going to freaking do it. I just, that has been my MO like my entire life. Um, so like I chose this struggle and I feel happy about that. Um, but I do think that the mindset on the harder days for me has a lot to do with my frustrations in jujitsu. A lot of the stories I tell myself, um, feeling I should, like I should be better or smarter or God, I should know that by now, or why don't I know that? Or why is this so hard for me? And I just get kind of like hard on myself from an athletic standpoint, um, and very specific to jujitsu versus all encompassing. So on those days, it usually helps me to talk to people who get it, who truly get it. Um, Miranda, the UFC fighter I coached through her pregnancy and postpartum, um, her and I have become like best friends. So it's really helpful to talk to somebody who clearly very much gets it at a much higher level than anything I'm doing. Um, and then just people at the gym that are really supportive. So talking to them for me, it's just, I usually just have to like name it, share why I'm upset. And then like just giving it air like that really helps me kind of move on and get over it. Okay. What was the catalyst for change? What changes did you make? I think I kind of already answered that, but a lot of it was just like, I had done a lot of inside work, mental and emotional and therapy, um, solo with my husband, like couples therapy. Um, we just wanted to create a new life. And then I wanted to create, um, like change my body, change how I felt in my body. And then add the element of competing again and pursue that side of like truly being an athlete, not just athletic, but being an, an athlete um, in a sport. So it was all of those changes that kind of accumulated over time. And then, gosh, just so many questions about the kids. The more I look at this, um, so I think that. All right, I'm gonna, this is really going to be unfiltered. I think that it's so easy for us as moms to become like martyrs and feel like we have to have like, <laughs> we got to have dinner planned every single night. And that can just make you crazy, especially if there's high expectations around that. Um, in my household, fortunately, um, that load is shared. Um, sometimes I'm a default parent, but other times like Jared is. And we just share the responsibility of like cooking and cleaning and um just taking care of the kids and things like that. Um, it's not always easy. He's, for example, the dinners, he has been working night shift for the past, what seems like forever now. So for me, it was like just me at home and the kids after practices. So we had to keep food really simple. I knew I needed to take care of myself in order to meet my goals and that the kids, they would just have like pretty easy, simple meals and it didn't have to be crazy. Like it doesn't have to be a whole meal in order for it to be a good meal for them. Okay. Um, how not to become overly obsessed. Uh, for me, that was a very long on-ramp period. I didn't even, I talked about this in the previous podcast, but 
I wouldn't even look at the scale when I first started weighing myself last September. I had to have Jared text Antonia, my friend who was helping me at the time. He would text her my weight. She'd kind of give me some calories to go off of. Um, and I just really tried to protect that for a long time. And then eventually was able to make a lot of progress with with getting more familiar with seeing a certain number and then like, okay, now treating it like data and then starting to see that if I was weighing myself every day, like fluctuations were really, really normal. And that was actually more helpful to weigh myself every day versus once a week or whatever it might be. Um, so being able to look at it more objectively versus attaching an emotion to it just took some time and a lot of reps and just familiarity. And that really made a significant difference in my relationship with my body and address some toxic shit that I didn't even know was still there until like, I don't know, just like, I didn't realize I'm like, okay, like, why did I have such a weird complex over that? Okay, this feels better. And I don't know, that just became really eye opening. So I don't feel like I've gotten obsessed. If anything, I've healed a lot through this process. And that's been um, really rewarding from like a coach brain standpoint, and in my own athletic maturity. Okay. Do you feel like you ate balance or did you always watch what you ate? Um, it just kind of depends on where I was at in the process. I'd say for the first, uh, first six months or so, it was just a little bit more awareness, but I mean, I would still eat kind of whatever. I'd have days where I wasn't tracking and it wasn't a big deal going out to dinner, all of that. Um, but it was just creating this long runway of a lot more awareness around my food and how I felt. And then within the last few months, and then more specifically within the last, um, gosh, like probably like last six weeks, it's been a lot more dialed in watching what I eat to really make sure that um, I'm consistent. Like I haven't, I'm not eating out right now just because it's a lot harder, but that's really only like a month of not eating out. So it's not crazy. I don't feel deprived. I really just, of course, like, Again, my family ate pizza for dinner last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want pizza, but like, also I have my meal and I know that I will have pizza soon. That it's, I can, that can still be very much a part of a lifestyle. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing right now. For me, this is very, very, very temporary only because I have to be a, a very specific weight on a very specific day for a very specific competition. You know what I mean? So, Overall, yes, I feel really balanced in how I'm living and what I'm doing. It's just within this last month or so that there's not a whole lot of balance. Like I'm very regimented with my food, very regimented with my training and anything that's left over is basically going to my family and what that needs. Even stuff with businesses being run by my team in a lot of ways because I just, I am kind of having to be really hyper-focused and Anything else I have left over is just not getting as much as it normally would. Last question. What have I learned or knowledge you saw after to get to this healthy place? I have invested in coaches that I respect and coaches that get me and get my sport and get my bullshit and get my lifestyle and um, have helped guide me. So like I said, I started with Antonia Henry. Um, and then I moved into working with Christy Vaccaro, Fit LV Nutrition and Fitness. She's been really good. She's based in Vegas. She has a great team and she also does jiu-jitsu. So it's helpful to have somebody who truly gets it. So working with people, especially like Christy, like where I told her, like, I need, I'm high maintenance right now. Like I need 
a lot of support. I need a lot of guidance. I need to be able to do this in a healthy way. Um, and she was able to like help me make small adjustments to my macros over time so that I never felt like depleted or um, deprived or anything like that. And just really keeping like performance goals in mind um, and working kind of backwards from this timeline, the competition. So it's really positive learning a lot from her. And again, I learn the most and the best throughout every season of my life by actually living it and experiencing it, not just preaching it. And that's what I really wanted out of this was like truly walk the talk. Like, yes, I train, I coach, I have been an athlete my entire life, but this is a different kind of like way to show up as an athlete. This is a different kind of competition. There's nothing that compares to the adrenaline um, of literally freaking fighting somebody, nothing. So no level of competitive experience as a coach or athlete um, compares to this. And that's been really cool too. It's just putting myself through this process. Um, the more MMA athletes I work with, you know, the more it's going to be nice to be able to relate to them. And obviously it's not the same, but I do understand. I do understand the process. Um, and I think it's, this backs up everything I talk about, which is pursuing a lifetime of athleticism. You're not washed up. It's not over. There's always opportunities to dis discover something within yourself, discover something new, like just pursue different opportunities. And like, I want to live that. I don't want to just preach this shit. I want to embody. It. And that's very important to me. And I knew that I didn't want my own bullshit to prevent me from experiencing something like this. So I'm super proud that I've done this. Super proud that um, this feels like a lot of growth <laughs> in actually what's not been a short amount of time, like about two years of a lot of growth. But honestly, within the last six months, a lot of growth in terms of my body, my relationship to it, my health, like just truly seeing progress there in a lot of different ways, ways that can, yes, be very, very much be measured on the scale or in inches or whatever it might be, but in how I feel, how I show up um, and how I'm going to be able to help others um, as a coach and in my business and everything that I try to really represent. So doing the work and living it out, paying it forward. So that concludes this episode. So much longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be like rapid fire Q&A, but I guess nothing is ever super rapid fire with me. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Um, and I'm happy to answer more questions. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week 
and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.